everybody, and welcome to episode number 49, that's almost 50, of On the Flank. I am one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, uh, when, when we just got on this Discord call, the first thing I said to you was, what the hell happened this weekend? Um, <laughs> it feels like a dream. It feels like a a blurry dream. We're recording this on Thursday, so we, we are a little distanced out from the weekend. Um, and I still feel like it's a groggy dream that happened there at the end of the week, Joe. So just confirm with me. Uh, did the Vancouver Titans lose 4-0 to the Washington Justice, or was I just dreaming? <laughs> they did indeed. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the Florida Mayhem beat the London Spitfire 3-0? 3-0. Oh, no. Yeah, wow. Uh, I guess I, I guess we're really going to have to get our analysis boots on here, Joe. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have to answer for the people why the hell that happened. Um, but those were later in the week. So we'll start off early and earlier in the week this time, um, with some day one action. I mean, we could even talk about the game where these two teams who got insanely fantastic upsets faced each other, went to five maps uh, and apparently what is the match between the two best teams in the league, Joe? We At the time, we didn't know that this was yeah. such an insane match, but Washington Justice came through with a reverse sweep against Florida Mayhem early in the week. Um, to I, I, I don't know why, but when this was happening, I definitely thought it was going to be a reverse sweep. Um, maybe it's my mistrust in the Florida Mayhem. Um <laughs> And I think it could be. I think it. I think it went through um, there. I mean, talk talk about the Washington Justice for a second, Joe, and why uh, why they're able to get to this reverse sweep here against Florida Mayhem, and then maybe, maybe we could dive into Vancouver a little bit too. Cool. Yeah. I mean, the uh, you know, I, I've heard uh, like uh, couch analysts uh, on Reddit or stuff talking about. Um, Oh, that you know, Wizard is actually super good um, <laughs> at picking this team, and he just predicted that that uh, he was building a team for Rollock uh, for two two two, and he he wasn't building a team for Goats. <laughs> and I'm not, Genius. Yeah, I'm not not entirely sure that's uh, the case, but Joe, he's a genius. That's I mean, it's true. We do know that, and and he was in fact way at the beginning of the season they played that thing. They put that video about who was he's gonna like prove us all wrong and whatever. He's finally I mean, doing it. Yeah, it's just uh, twenty one games too late. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, that's the genius of it, Joe. All right, you just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, Washington's looked really great this season. I mean, they're one of or this stage, they're one of what three teams that are undefeated yet. Um, after granted, only three matches, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to um, actually be able to, um, you know, for example, um, uh, put Corey on, uh, Corey and, uh, Stratus in particular, both of them, uh, on actual DPS heroes, uh, as opposed to, I mean, Corey's, um, not very good Zarya, uh, that we saw, you know, most of the season. I mean, that's, um, it's being super helpful. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, um, we're not, this isn't the match we're talking about, but I, I'm thinking about uh, uh, Vancouver, uh, Vancouver versus Washington when they played Havana, um, and just, just Corey with the spawn camp for, or, or no, or was that Stratus so far? I forget. Uh, one of the one of the Washington DPS players uh, on the far just just with the ridiculous spawn camp on Havana for however long. Yeah. That uh, the just the. The team now finally getting the chance to enable that kind of play. I mean, is uh, is working out really successfully. Oh yeah, um, it's it's Corey. It's Corey. Um, that man is he's very good at DPS heroes, um, and there are a bunch of examples of of people on maybe mediocre teams, uh, specifically DPS players on mediocre teams that have been in Brig Jail or they've been playing Zarya. Um, and goats 
that we haven't been able to see them on actual DPS heroes. So we don't we we think these players are bad, but it turns out they're pretty damn good, Joe. Uh, especially Corey. <laughs> that man is good. Uh, specific. I mean, just just carrying. I mean, I I love how people can carry. I love how people can carry now again. Um, and soon has done it for like Paris many times. Not this week. Um, so that's a bad example for this week. But uh, <laughs> it, it's happened. It's happened many times. And Corey, I feel like once again did it on like Hollywood there to to make it three zero. Um, and it's just fun to see stuff like that. And then of course, um, the spawn camp on Havana after after Vancouver was already down, already lost. They just kicked them while they were down. Um, and that possibly could be I, Vancouver might have just like given up at that point. It seemed like they did for sure. They they were just like, well, we just lost in the Washington Justice. I, I don't think we're going to win this map. Um, and then they didn't win the map uh, at all. <laughs> they they got destroyed. But yeah, I mean, I think let's I, we might as well just keep talking about this Vancouver Washington game here. Um, Hooreg, what the hell happened, Joe? I thought he was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think it definitely is true that because um, I mean, we had two like really big upsets this week, and the one was um, uh, obviously Vancouver Washington. The other immediately after, or no, the day before. Never mind. Uh, but Florida, Florida, London. Mm-hmm. Again, another um, upset that basically nobody called, but. Uh, uh, I think the difference between the two is um, that yeah, I think in the this Vancouver match that I think um, uh, the, the, the Vancouver is actually trying I think a lot more um, than London was even uh, against Florida, um, which yeah, even even more interesting in the context of you know <laughs> what happened against Washington. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Vancouver is just not. Um, I think some of it might have been, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, overconfidence or inflexibility. I mean, that's um, often a like Achilles heel for New York, for example, also mm-hmm. um, against teams that they feel like they should they should win against. But um, I don't know. It's on the other hand, it's um, you know we haven't seen enough of this particular Washington justice. You know, maybe they just um, like physically weren't prepared enough. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It is hard to say why both, why both of these upsets happened all of a sudden, especially for, I mean, was this, um, the Titans play twice last week? Yeah, they did. And they 4-0'd Mayhem, um, 3-1 yeah. Shanghai, and looked really good in both matches. And this week, they didn't look like that. Um, but Washington Justice definitely looked really really good i'm definitely not going to take away from their win whatsoever um uh, who reg just looked very off this week and maybe all the scrim bucks he maybe he turned in all the scrim bucks at once joe yeah. and he has no more to give none, uh, left. none left and that's not good they're gonna need they're gonna need his scrim bucks for the rest of the season here joe they gotta win it all they gotta win a championship um, yeah, that, that reminded me of something you said before the show, but I forget what it was now. Uh, oh, yeah. That uh, at this point, you know, uh, it also could be true that Vancouver is sort of uh, <laughs> pulling a pulling a stage four New York and uh, uh, sandbag, uh, quote unquote, sandbagging a little bit. I mean, you know, we talked about they already clinched um, uh, the what Pacific Division now, and so it's. Uh, they don't have as much to play for. In, yeah, uh, so they stage have a, two for what yeah, that's worth. Guaranteed top two seed. I guess all they have to play for is the number one seed overall, uh, yeah. be- because NYXL is like two games behind them still, so it's still possible. Um, but yeah, that's literally all they're playing for because they made playoffs, they made top two, they like they're they're in. So they definitely could do that sandbagging strat that NYXL did. And it worked very well last year for NYXL, right, Joe? They Oh yeah. <laughs> they dominated playoffs. Um and I like how I mean NYXL's like has the second best record in this league right now and 
I consider them no threat right now to win the championship, Joe. That's that's weird. It's a, it's a little sad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and it's i mean it's not, at this point it's not only because they suck in playoffs but honestly this stage they're one and two and haven't been doing that well in two 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 so far um yeah and uh, uh, the addition of stigma isn't going to do much for them <laughs> no <laughs> um but yeah i mean they their two losses are against two really good two 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 teams i think um, but they did get four owed and three one against both of them. So they didn't really play it that close. Um, but yeah, I, we were saying before the show, this Washington justice win means nothing to them, which I mean, I guess pride and I guess wizard is a genius now, but they like actually, they cannot make top 12 anymore um they're at the top of the stage four standings but there are no stage four playoffs so that doesn't matter either so it's just it's cool it's a cool moment and going into next season i think people i mean it just alerts people it alerts people that this is this team's a threat in 222 um which they are they really are as if Corey's gonna play a game like that they're they're really a threat and people are ranking them like top five in their power rankings now. Reinforce on the, which I, I don't know if you can call them the official Overwatch League power rankings, but like Overwatch League tweets them out. So that's almost as official as you can get. Uh, he he ranked them number five. Um, and Over I guess Vancouver at six. Yeah, yeah <laughs> which makes sense. They beat Vancouver. Um, but yeah. It, it also feels sad to me to see that because I'm just like, it's like a whole discussion we could have, Joe, about meta changes in the middle of seasons and almost like proves your proves like what we've been talking about and how they shouldn't have made this in the last in the last step of the whole season here. Because apparently we have a team that in in goats is like a four and whatever team or not four like two win team in goats when you play like 20 matches or whatever and then when you put two 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 out there this team's undefeated three and oh really good uh, all of a sudden it's it's weird right joe yeah uh yeah i would certainly wouldn't have um you know gone that far like in power rankings that's um you know because you got to sort of keep a a, like season perspective here and yeah i don't think um even if you threw well yeah, i was gonna say i don't think even if you threw washington into like a postseason playoffs i don't know how well they do but again if, if it's this uh you, you know this type of meta yeah, that's a different question but yeah it's um yeah <laughs> there's there's something something missing here when you can have um uh, a team like Dallas Fuel season one or a team like Washington Justice season two, um, yeah, making such a radical change, uh, you know, that works so well in their favor. Yeah, uh, I forgot about Dallas Fuel last season too. So each season we've had an example of this in the in the final yeah. stage because of a meta change or a character addition, like Mickey on Brig, just changed the entire the entire Dallas Fuel roster apparently. Um, and now Corey on actual DPS heroes has changed the entire Washington Justice roster. Um, so yeah, it's happened. It's happened both years, and it's been uh, too little, too late for both teams. I mean, for Dallas Fuel, it was it was even more valuable because they had a they had a chance to do things because they went to the stage playoffs and they like had a chance to show how good they were that stage. Washington Justice has no chance to do anything because. They did so poorly. I mean, they don't deserve it. They did so poorly the first three stages of this season. They don't deserve to be in top 12. Um, so that's how it works. Um, do you want to talk uh, more about Florida Mayhem, London Spitfire upset? This one was weirder to me because I can't pinpoint why this happened as much as I can Washington uh, because Corey was popping off. But Florida... I, I don't know. It just seems it's to, to me, it seems like another one of those games where London just like isn't do isn't playing well. It just happens every once yeah. in a while. Right. 
yeah, they weren't playing well, and like I sort of alluded to earlier, that um, they weren't playing well, and it didn't look like they were particularly interested in playing well either. I mean, um, Prophet Bird Ring was sort of having an off match already. I mean, that was um, a lot of the narrative coming out. Uh, from the casters, I mean, they had their highlights, but like they weren't being very consistent through that series. Um, whereas Saya player was just absolutely popping off. And again, we we it's interesting uh, the listening to myself talk about these teams because we're uh, we're back into uh, you know what we haven't had all season, which is uh, talking about teams and talking about uh, you know match storylines in terms of DPS players, <laughs> which. Which we've just never done, um, hardly at all this season, you know, in, in this this stage of goats. But I mean, when you have uh, you know heroes like like Sire plays Widow, that can just you know single handedly turn fights. I mean, that's what you talk about. Um, but yeah, and in this case, yeah, they just weren't quite showed up. I mean, um, the, the, like halftime, London was down two zero, and there was just sort of a stunned sort of like it didn't even look like they were. Um, you know, walking off the stage, like it's it's like they weren't even. It's sort of like, oh, is this real? Sort of joking, like, <laughs> I don't know, like their heads weren't in it or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that happens for. But this is this is that this is a game that defines, I think, perfectly what the London Spitfire do. I mean, because they did this last year too. They, I mean, they got like. I always confuse who got fifth and sixth. I think they got fifth, fifth overall in the standings last year, and ended up winning yeah. it all. Um, I, because I think this roster is extremely talented and obviously can be the best team in the entire league uh, when they want to be. But it's like you're saying; it seems like sometimes they don't want to be, and maybe they found out the secret strat. Because we just sat here talking about the Vancouver Titans and NYXL sandbagging or whatever and they're at the top of the standings but it kind of scares you that they're at the top of the standings uh maybe london doesn't want to do that maybe that's maybe maybe they're maybe they're outplaying us right here joe and they're they don't want to get hype around them they don't want they don't want the highest of expectations um you just want to slide in at number six and be done with it yeah exactly uh because that puts a lot less pressure on you, a lot less expectations on you. As whereas we're like over here saying, "Uh oh, Vancouver better win it all," because they have the best record in the league by two games at this point. So they're going to have to win it all here. And NYXL last year, they definitely should have won it all, and uh, apparently they couldn't because uh, because of the amount of pressures on them. But yeah, London Spitfire should. <laughs> You're right about the six seed part, though. London Spitfire should definitely play their hardest, so they don't have to play in the uh, in that wild card thing. Just slip in at number six, and then the pressure's off you. Uh, that might be what they're going for here, um, because I do think London. We've said it all season, despite London's not that great season, um, especially at the beginning. London, London's always going to be there in the end, especially especially on the two two twos here. Um, They've got a very talented roster, and they did beat the Guangzhou Charge earlier in the week, Joe, um, who's also a good team in two two two. It's true. Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't worry about this game as much as the Van. I think the Washington game feels like a legitimate upset. This the Florida Mayhem London Spitfire game feels like okay, it happens sometimes, um, and that's all I'm gonna say about it, and then push it to the side. <laughs> yeah, they'll have they'll have more chances this week. With who? What are they playing this week? They're playing. They're playing Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver. So the the two Houston. teams the two teams that got upset are is the first game of this week. <laughs> so that's that's fun. and we're gonna predict it too. So. Oh, fun! Uh, yeah, that's the first game this week, and that's happening in seven and a half hours, Joe, from this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I guess we should tell I the audience that I think Thursdays are the new thing now for on the flank, by the way, audience. So we, we haven't been that clear about when we've our posting schedule lately, but it's because yeah. we haven't had it's a clear schedule. Irregular. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it'll be Thursdays for a while because I'm, I'm going back to school. Uh, obviously John's graduated, but yeah. so, and that's the best day that works for both of us. So 
Yep, Thursdays, Thursdays it'll be, um, which means it's a nice You'll little... Start... Go, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it means they'll have to start listening to them before, uh, before the match is Thursday, because otherwise yeah. we'll, we'll sound wrong, because we'll have missed a whole day of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> please, please do not listen to it after. Um, yeah, it was interesting. But, but I mean... If if the if your alternative is not not listen to it at all, listen. Yes, listen. listen. It can still be after the matches. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I mean, it's. I think it's a nice little primer, Joe, because I'll I'll always post it like in the morning, like around like right after we do this, basically, um, after I get a quick edit sesh in, and you'll have you'll have a good amount of time, maybe just right before you're getting hyped for the matches. You just got home from school or work, you're getting hyped for the matches. And you, you sit down and you, you pop the ear, earbuds in and you, you listen to us to get more hype for the matches. You know, maybe that's what you do. Um, but yeah, it was weird that one week where I was literally I was recording while Overwatch League was on. That was the week you were in here, Joe, and I was going uh, yeah. solo. And that was a, the weirdest week because we had already made our power rankings and um, we, <laughs> Like three matches that already have been played, or two and a half matches that already been played, and I was I was already just like God, I was wrong in this power ranking, <laughs> and, and there's proof. Um, so that was an interesting match, um, but yeah, Thursdays we're like we're we're so close to the beginning, but th- that gets us more hype for it. Yeah. All right, what else happened this week? Um, lots of things happened this week. I guess Shanghai is not as good in two 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 than what I thought, Joe, because they lost to Toronto two to one, and they're now zero and two. Did they play twice last week? Yeah, they did. Shanghai. They're one and two. They're one and two this stage. Yeah, that's it's an interesting story too. That was a um, again not necessarily a particularly good series from Toronto, and not necessarily a particularly bad one from Shanghai. But yeah, it was. Well, in fact, in fact, I'm trying to remember because I watched this one. I think, uh, yeah, it was a lot about um, Shanghai's control of uh, like logics, in particular, like on on uh, Legion Tower. You know, the, the maps they won was um, specifically from uh, protecting uh, like Dating Sfara, um, but then Toronto came up with a really nice hold on. Well, Sky, Shanghai, they're like 0 and 7 and 1 now on Hollywood uh, because they finally got a draw. <laughs> and then it was uh, back to Toronto all the way for the end of the series. But yeah, it was. Um, it, it was actually one. I, mean, I think Toronto, I mean, they went 2 0 this week, didn't they? No, no, they, they beat Shanghai and then lost a close one to Philly. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think they're looking a lot better. Number one with the. Um, bringing in people like uh, Gods and Mangachu and Logics and, uh, and that sort of thing. But also, I, I think, yeah, the meta's helped a little bit too. Yeah, I, being able to see Gods on uh, not only D.Va, but now some Roadhog too when they play Roadhog Arisa is really nice. Gods, I think, is good good at Roadhog. Uh, but yeah, Logics, Mangachu, definitely helping out. Uh, and they are looking better every week despite their 07 um, their 07 last stage they're now looking they're now looking better and better um and apparently their head coach is now gone which we'll talk about after we talk about the games which is interesting um but yeah they they're they're looking better and better so it's not like shanghai dragons lost to some i mean i I don't even know who to put as an example here anymore i was gonna put florida mayhem or washington it's not like they lost to florida or washington but apparently they're fantastic so I, I don't <laughs> well, know. I mean, but it's because I, I still would um, yeah. really put Florida in that box. Oh yeah, necessarily, but it's not like they lost to Florida. I'll do that. Or, or Boston, you could say Boston. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot Boston. <laughs> Boston's trash tier. Uh, did Boston play this week? Boston had a bye week. Mm, interesting. Uh-huh. No wonder the, the 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 gameplay levels were so top tier this week, Joe. There's no Boston. <laughs> Just ripping into Boston. <laughs> they don't deserve it at all. I'm sorry, Boston. Um, is Boston like eliminated from playoffs yet? Are they still? Do they still have a chance? Let's see. They're eight in and the 15. league. They're sitting at seventeen, but that's only two games behind thirteen. So, hmm. 
<laughs> they have to get some wins for sure. But yeah, because they're four games behind twelve. So that that the twelfth spot is all the like Dallas Fuel and Valiant are two games behind the Chengdu Hunters at twelve now. So that that's a little bit of a separation here, which is not good for our entertainment, Joe. We need less separation. So that yeah. I want the Fuel and Valiant to have a chance here. Um, for my entertainment, it, of course. Yeah, but Boston and Toronto both need at least four wins to make the top twelve. Yes, they do. Which is not good because I don't think they're they're getting close to that that amount of games left here. So yeah, and it's probably going to end up being more than four too because Chengdu is going to win something, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what their best chance is either because honestly, Atlanta's looking good. Guangzhou's this top twelve is probably the top twelve. It's arguable that the Valiant could be in there, um, but this is looking like the top twelve if you ask me, Joe. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I don't think fuel with how they've been playing lately deserve to be in there. It, yeah. Valiant's the only one I would argue maybe deserves to be in there. Um, and I guess soul dynasty, I mean, soul deserves to be towards like 11, 12 in my opinion, but they, they had a good start to the season. So yeah, maybe in a couple of weeks we'll, or I guess maybe in a couple of weeks half the field will be set already. But yeah. <laughs> I was going to say maybe in a couple of weeks we'll, we'll try to have that kind of conversation too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's, let's talk about the Los Angeles Gladiators, my favorite team, Joe, um, because they had a fun, exciting week against two of the top teams. Uh, brutal schedule so far this stage, Joe, and I don't like it, but uh, they've been performing very well, so I do like it. Uh, because they did beat the Chengdu Hunters in a five-map series, um, in a really good five-map series that I was actually there for. I forgot that I was there for this. Um, <laughs> you forgot. I forgot that I was at the arena for this with my girlfriend. Um, and it was a fantastic time to see my Gladiators win live. Um in a very close match that I was on the edge of my seat and my girlfriend thought something was wrong with me. Um, <laughs> because I, I probably was about to have a heart attack if they lost. Uh, but Busan, they did dominate, and they they calmed me down a little bit there. And I thought they were going to win on Junkertown, too. But Chengdu Hunters had an insane, I mean, with a worse time bank, had an insane run there to... To 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 win that map, and I'm very I was very upset at that point because I felt like the Gladiators. I mean, besides that, I think Gladiators had a had a real nice easy time. They played really well defense on King's Row, another really great defense on Volskaya, um, and Li Zhang Chengdu ended up winning. But this was a, this was a super close match between I think two really good teams in this meta. Um, do you have anything else to say about it, Joe? Um, yeah, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, it's, um, both those teams, like we said, probably going to make top 12. Um, and I mean, Gladiators, um, you know, sitting relatively comfortably top six right now, even, but, uh, well, in fact, actually, now they see this is interesting. I guess they go by win differential, maybe when they're, when they're ranking teams, because on the, the league standings on the website right now, Hangzhou's at fourth with 14 wins, and then Gladiators and Spitfire with 15 and 5 and 6, and then Philly with 14 and 7. <laughs> yeah, I did. We've had this. I just noticed that. Yeah, we've had this weird thing all season that I don't understand, Joe. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> the point is, Gladiators have sitting at 15 and 10, pretty comfortable. Um, yeah, I think we're definitely going to be seeing more of both those teams yeah um i want to take back my comment about the top 12 because i don't think Hangzhou sparks in the top 12 um with all the issues they have right now um i forgot about them and unfortunately they're they're basically going to be in i mean they could they could get out of top six here but right now they're in top six they're in top four that's ridiculous okay um chengdu well i was gonna say that the chengdu hunter's biggest problem right now is the DPS player um, that they want to play alongside Jinmu, Young Xiaolong, not working out too well. Uh, and they also put in Bacon Jack sometimes here. Um, 
but that I mean, Jinmu is doing super well. In fact, he basically carried Junkertown and won that for them on his Hanzo. Um, but whoever's whoever's alongside him is not doing the same thing. I mean, Yang Xiaolong versus Decay in Widowmaker this match was just a dominant performance from Decay. Yang Xiaolong was nowhere close to to matching Decay's uh, aim on this one. It was embarrassing. So I think I think that's the biggest issue for Chengdu Hunters right now. Uh, that. Uh, isn't isn't allowing them to to win a to win a game like this? Obviously, they ended up four owing New York Excelsior later this week. Um, so it, it, obviously, they're they're one of the top 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 teams here. LA Gladiators is just another really good opponent. And Decay right now, I think is is one of the top DPS players out there on Widowmaker, uh, especially in this match against Chengdu. He absolutely popped off on Junkertown and all these places. Just just put it on a show for us when I was when I was there. I loved it. Okay, thank you. Um, but yeah, then the then the LA Gladiators went on to face the San Francisco Shock in another five map series that was uh, absolutely a treat to watch once again. Even though I did not like the result, um, I, I still think this was a potential could easily be a potential like grand finals match here, Joe, because I think these two teams are definitely up there. I think a lot of people have them or reinforce had them as his top two, right? Uh, shock one gladiators two, I think probably, yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I just have his power rankings fresh in my mind. Cause I saw them. I think that was the last thing I saw before I went to bed yesterday or something, or when I woke <laughs> up this morning, maybe because I just have them so fresh in my mind. Um, so this was obviously, uh, and this is my match to rewatch from the week. Um, and Joe, your yours is Washington, Vancouver. Um, we yeah. talked about that a lot. Yeah, it was just cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is my match to rewatch from the week. Um, I thought it was a really good match with a really exciting Kings Row, where the Los Angeles Gladiators pushed the full map twice. Um, and then a final two maps that were really close. Um, but what I mean. <laughs> Do you do you agree with reinforce? Do you think these are the top two teams in the league, Joe? it's uh, a good question. I think, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just uh, I pulled up the like league standings. I was looking at looking at some of these top ones, and you know the the you, know, you weed out some of the teams that um, you know potentially you know got there more on the merits of their of their goats play, uh, and I think. That, yeah, basically, I mean, uh, certainly the Gladiators, uh, Shocker up there too. Uh, like, if I had to pick a third, I don't even know who I'd pick for the third. But, but uh, yeah, as far as teams that I know are going to uh, definitely continue to have the success that they have been, um, which, you know, is important. <laughs> I, think, I think these are definitely the teams to look at. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're the most... I mean, I think they're the two teams that, because you have Chengdu and you have Guangzhou, you have all these teams like towards cutoff area that aren't in like the top six right now that that you could consider some of the best teams in two 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 here. Um, but I think Gladiators and Shock have been consistently good throughout this entire season, and now they're they're still really good. So I think it's I think it's pretty easy to put them. Uh, in top two because they have the experience at, in the top teams so far and the, they'll just bring that experience i mean shock has won a stage finals i mean gladiators have less experience in playoffs and kind of also stink when they're in playoffs which uh i don't like but um they both they both definitely have the experience at the top of the standings la gladiators top team last year um, and have been a top team throughout this entire season. So uh, I think everyone safely can say that these two are, are two of the best teams. I still think, uh, I don't know, Titan, I, I probably would put Titans three still, even though they've obviously had a rough week this week. Um, I don't think NYXL is there. I think London could be pretty close despite not trying against the Florida Mayhem. Uh, but I also think Chengdu 
those are probably my ne- my next tier of teams is like London, Chengdu, Vancouver. Those three teams I think still have very talented players. Um and their their results maybe not showing lately, but for Chengdu, the results have been showing lately for sure. Um they're just 12 and 13. They're not even a 500 record, Joe. Chengdu Hunters. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what have they not been, though? Yeah, I know. They've never been 500. <laughs> but the, but everyone still talks about them as much as as teams that are over 500. So, well, yeah, I mean, crazy. What have they not been crazy? But that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, anything else from this week, Joe? I mean, your Philadelphia Fusion finally, finally pulling out some big wins here. Um, it's true. I mean, they've sort of needed it. I mean, yeah, picking up. Uh, was it two this week? Yeah. Play? Yeah, yeah. Two Houston and Toronto. I mean, not exactly the greatest wins you could get, but um, at this point, you know, they'll take what they got. They're sitting at um, ninth right now in the stage at two and two, um, and seven. Um, uh, seven in the season, so yeah, they're you know likely gonna hang out here for us um, in the postseason. But yeah, it's just a matter of trying to figure out exactly where and how. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely think they would like to take that top six. And if Hangzhou Spark keep playing like they are with all this drama happening, um, they're probably gonna be the ones to drop out of the top six if anybody. Um, they're fourteen and nine right now. Uh, but if they keep playing how they are, I'm talking like zero and seven stage. Which I I mean I don't know who they play left, who they have left, but they they do have like Chengdu left. They're playing Chengdu this week. They're playing NYXL this week. Like they they've got a tough schedule. They play LA Gladiators, Dallas Fuel, which is Shanghai and Shanghai. Like that's an insane schedule right there. Um, and they they haven't been playing well, and they've faced Atlanta Rain, Guangzhou so far. Um. Yeah. So so Hong Joe definitely should drop out of the top six here. I mean, Philly's got a tough three more matches too. They're uh, oh, Paris, which we Vancouver. find, but then Vancouver and Seoul for their last two. Yeah. Um. So Hong Joe might be. I mean, if Hong Joe does how I think they'll do, I think conservatively you could say they beat Dallas Fuel and they go one and six here. Um. In this stage, which is pretty bad still, but um. What would that leave them at? So right now they're zero and two. So they have do they have four more games left or five? Philly has three. Hangzhou has yeah. Hangzhou has five games left. Um, so they would end up at fourteen and fourteen. Um. So I think that's the way Philly gets in, as if Hangzhou does as bad as I think they will, um, <laughs> and ends up going. Or they would be 15. What would they be? 15. They would be 15 and 13. That's what they would be if I if my predictions are correct here. If they went one and four. Yeah. yeah. If they beat Dallas Fuel but lose to everybody else. But I honestly think they could lose to Dallas Fuel pretty easily too. And go to go 0 and 5 the rest of the time. Um, and in that situation, they'd be 14 and 14. With likely a negative map differential. So as long as Philly gets. Keeps it relatively high. They're sitting at zero right now. Yeah. yeah, and Philly. All Philly would have to do is win one more, um, one more match here. I feel like, um, but well, but any anything could happen. Anything could happen. Um, let's not get too deep into the details. Anything else you want to talk about from this <laughs> week? <laughs> um, but it's interesting that we talked about, um, you know, Florida upset London and. Washington upset Vancouver, but Chengdu over New York is not really an upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Um, I mean, the biggest part of this upset was it's the first time NYXL has ever been 4 0'd. That's uh, true. Which is impressive. <laughs> the the, the storyline after the Vancouver Washington match, you know, right before that was now New York is the only team never to be 4 0'd. Uh, not true anymore. And of course, then they were. So, yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a crazy week. It was like a stage one worthy week honestly yeah i agree um because stage one was crazy <laughs> it's, it's because of a new a brand new uh rule here joe I, I don't know if you've heard of it but two 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 lock it's crazy it's true 
Uh, but yeah, MVPs this week, Joe. Who do, who's your MVP? Uh, yeah, so mine is got to go to... Uh, I was trying to decide between uh, Stratus and Corey off of Washington. Uh, ended up going with Corey. Um, did you, you know, just because... Just you know, you gotta pick somebody, but uh, really both of them just really been excellent. Um, again, against Vancouver, which like nobody really expected, um, and then you know much a much closer series against Florida too. Yeah, I definitely think he deserves. He was my first choice for MVP, uh, but Joe got him first. So I, <laughs> I'm going with our Atlanta Rain Boy Erster, who we actually have not talked about at all on this podcast yet. Um, but he is one of those people who was stuck in. He was stuck in brick jail. Uh, he's been freed, and now he is one of the best DPS players in this league on the Atlanta Reign. We did not talk about Atlanta all this week, but they did go two and zero against two fine teams, Paris and Houston. But Erster looked really, really good in both those games, and I, I, I think he deserves some recognition here. Um, I think we we should we should do a shout out to those in brick jail who have been freed every once in a while, Joe, and Erster deserves it. We'll keep, we'll keep them in our thoughts. Yes, right? keep them in our thoughts and prayers. Um, standings. Uh, we've, talked about the, we've talked about the standings a lot on this uh, podcast so far, but um, let's just go through them real quick. Um, and playoff standings are the most important right now because there, no there are no stage finals this, this stage. Um, so we'll do playoffs and right now at the top Vancouver new NYXL, as we've talked about before, because they're leading the divisions, uh, it doesn't matter if they're leading the division. They're both, they also have the top two records in the league, uh, Vancouver at 22 and two and NYXL 20 and four. Um, and then you got, uh, San Francisco shock, Hangzhou spark, Los Angeles gladiators and London spitfire are the next four in that order. Uh, so those those are the top six teams who are guaranteed, if the season ended today, would be guaranteed spots in the playoffs. Um, and then the next six teams are teams that would be playing in uh, the play-in. And um, that's a nice little playoff where the top two teams end up being the last two seeds in the playoffs. You got the Philadelphia Fusion at seven. Um, and then Seoul Dynasty, Shanghai Dragons, they're both at 13 and 11. But Seoul Dynasty has a much better map differential. Uh, so they're one ahead, and then you have the Atlanta Rain and Guang. You have Atlanta Rain at twelve and twelve, then Guangzhou Charge and Chengdu Hunters at twelve and thirteen. There, um, and then you do. I mean, the next two teams are two two wins back of the Chengdu Hunters, and that that's the Dallas Fuel and Los Angeles Valiant. So they're a little bit further away than they were before this stage started. Um, so it's going to be a little bit tougher for other teams to squeeze in here, unless unless Chengdu starts losing, which is going to be tough because they're a good team. Um, or if Atlanta or Guangzhou start losing, those are the three teams at 12 wins that, that these other teams are going to want to start losing. But all three of those teams, pretty good, Joe. Chengdu, Guangzhou, Atlanta, Rain. going to be hard for them to start losing um, unless they're facing really, really good teams. So, um, I mean, technically, Houston, Paris, Boston, Toronto are all still in the running, but right now it's looking tougher and tougher for them as Houston and Paris are three games back of of 12th place and Boston and Toronto are four games back. So Boston and Toronto could easily be eliminated this week, probably, honestly. Um, so look out for that. And then Washington, of course, the, the stage four champion Washington Justice um are at five and nineteen in nineteenth place and Florida Mam are at three and twenty one in last dead last. Neither of them can make playoffs. Okay, standings. Fun. Pretty much. Um news. Another f- fun, interesting little thing that happened, Joe. Uh Toronto Defiant have let go head coach Bishop, relieved of his duties. Effective immediately is what the tweet reads, and I think a lot of people uh, are w- are wondering uh, what exactly happened because of the wording of the tweet. Because this happened when Toronto actually started looking a little better here. Um, that wasn't what they were trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but Bishop. <laughs> 
Uh, why? I mean, we have no clue, Joe. But why do you think they did this, though? Do you think it was performance, or do you think? I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's you know, it seems to be like it's pretty well got to be something like internal. Um, you, you know, it's, it's hard to say exactly, but um, yeah, it, it seemed pretty you know intense uh, from the tweet, and uh, actually, uh, Bishop put out a tweet longer uh, on his own account that you know talking. Um, he seems genuinely sad to go. Um, you know, not like he was, you know, also thinking about leaving. But, um, yeah, we don't really know what was going on with them. But I just thought that was, uh, I thought that was notable that you know clearly something happened, uh, and and Toronto was not having it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um. Huh. Yeah, I haven't seen his tweet longer right now, so I'm reading it, reading it over a little bit here. Alternate, he's pursuing alternate career opportunities now, embracing who he is and doing what he enjoys, interacting with the gaming community. Huh, interesting. And he just turned 30. Or maybe that would be sad if it was his birthday when he got dropped. Wow. Um,. But yeah, Bishop, I mean, he's been in Overwatch for a long time now. I think his performance lately has been very questionable. Um, I mean, season one in Overwatch League, he was with London. Um, and he had to leave because of family issues. Um, so I don't know if he came back for grand finals, actually, or around that time. But uh yeah so you can't really judge his state his season one performance but even before overwatch league he was he was cloud nine and and they were not doing too hot there towards the end and i think he was sort of i mean everyone loved his coaching at first because he 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 did he did a really good job before um but i think he sort of dropped off lately and obviously toronto has not had the best season um with him with him at the reins uh but they did they were starting to look up here so interesting that it, it happens at this time something something must have happened right joe i guess so who knows <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll find out more uh, as we keep going yeah i mean they easily could have just dropped him because he wasn't doing that well which makes sense um happens all the time do you want to talk about world cup rosters joe we do have time um, we, we can, we can go through them. Yeah. There's, um, what we're working off here an article, uh, put out by our friends over at the Owl Network, actually. Um, they put a, uh, sort of combined, uh, compiled the, the top 10, um, countries and their, their seven player rosters, uh, that have been announced yet. I think which just all of them except for France have, uh, France and the U.S. have, um, not taken it down to seven players, but the rest of them have. Hmm. Makes sense. I mean, when do they have to take it down to seven? Um, before the turn. Good question. Before the know. start. Of the- <laughs> like, yeah, before it starts, I guess. Why bring it down to seven yet? I agree with US because, I mean, we're, we still are seeing who's good, who's not here. I mean, if imagine if US before this week had brought it down to seven, would they have included Corey in their top seven? Now maybe they're now maybe they're definitely highly considering that Corey should be in their seven. Um, that's that's what I'm thinking here. Um, they they should wait as long as they can before they decide that seven. That's true. Um, but yeah, want to go through? I mean, let's start with South Korea because they're obvi- they're the defending champs of like three years or whatever. I don't I, I don't know how many times they've won at this point. I a lot. Uh, this will be their third if they win. Okay, this year. okay. So they're going for the three. <laughs> so so is it, so in other words, they've won twice. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> the th- I, I think. We said it last year too, but I feel like if ever South Korea was getting it beaten, this is probably the year. I <laughs> <laughs> we did say that last year too, um, but yeah, I agree. I I agree, Joe. Um, they don't. I mean, they have one Vancouver Titan on their team in Hoxel, um, which I think is a good a good choice uh, because he's a very good Genji player. Um, Did we actually explicitly read the names? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, do you want to read them? Sure. Uh, so, so South Korea, uh, DPS, three, we had three players. We had Architect from San Francisco Shock, Carpe from the Philadelphia Fusion, and Hawksall off of Vancouver. Um, the tank line, we've uh, just got to Mono and Choyo Bin 
uh, main tank and off tank. Uh, they're for New York and, and Shock, and support players uh, brought in Bedosin from London Spitfire and IDK uh, from the Hangzhou Spark. IDK. Interesting. Um, IDK is a good main support, though. I would agree. I, I would agree with that. We just people just don't talk about IDK as much as these other players on the team. They're they're all very recognizable names and very good players. Um, what do you think about this roster, Joe? Do you like it? Uh, I think it's cool. I mean, notably, um, uh, those who are familiar with the the story of this roster, um, uh, was that uh people like uh Jonak and Fury, um. I want to say Anamo too intentionally uh, requested not to be considered for this roster. Uh, that they uh, that they could instead focus on uh, their commitments with their with their actual team. But um, but yeah, this is it's a really cool uh, roster to look at. I think uh, Architects uh, from Shock that's you know talking about uh, making more uh, making picks based on like more recent performance than. Um, than like historical performance, I think that's uh, that's that's notable here. The the architect pick. I mean, do we haven't really seen him at all uh, this Overwatch League season practically until uh, you know, like until this stage. Um, Carpe's coming back. You know, he's uh, uh, he, he is uh, Zarya isn't incredible, but but we know lots of his other uh, his other hero picks are uh, Mono Choyoban. I mean, that's just a a really solid. Um, he, you know, tank line in general. This is arguably uh, one of the best main tanks and one of the best off tanks in the world, easily. Um, and then, yeah, but uh, Bedosin, IDK, uh, I, I, you know, IDK from Hangzhou is good, um, even if even if his team isn't necessarily, um, he, he, you know, as as good. I think he's definitely going to be able to to find a spot in there. I agree. Um, yeah, I I think there are some good some good choices here. I. I mean, Carpe, Carpe reminds me of just like a, a veteran, like go-to guy at this point. Um, but yeah, Carpe, great choice. Um, architect, great choice, even though like you're saying, we've, we've, we haven't really seen him that much this season, but honestly, he's one of the most talented players in the league. We're finally getting to see him here. Um, and I think that that's a great choice. I, I like all these. I mean, you didn't have Jonak available for you this year. Uh, but I think that's fine. I think Bedoshin is right up there with him this year. I think Jonak has not been as dominant this year as he was the previous year. And I think Bedoshin is, I mean, he, I think Bedoshin has been talked less in his career, honestly, because of Jonak and how legendary of a, of a Zenyatta he is. I think Bedoshin is also a very good Zenyatta player who has been overshadowed by Jonak almost. So I think this is. I think I think they'll be fine with either either one of those players, um, and they got Bedosian here. So, uh, and this is this year they went with more of, more of a mixture of different teams here, Joe. Because we know last year they basically went all NYXL players um, in the top twelve or in their top in their twelve man roster, especially. But then when they shrunk it down to seven, there were were definitely they weeded out some NYXL players there in their starting lineup. Um, but a lot a lot less NYXL here. It's true, um, and it, it's probably because they have been in a very easy division this year, or easy conference this year, and are not as good as they were last year. So that makes sense. And also, Jonak asked not to play. So, <laughs> um, you know, we should go just we let's just go through two teams each week, Joe. How about that on the fly, Ooh, on the fly, on the fly? Because we got. That'll last us five weeks. Yeah, exactly. And we have so much time before the World Cup here. We might as well just stretch it out and get people hyped. It's true. It's, a, it's like November 1st and 2nd, I think, is the the actual event at BlizzCon. But yes, yeah, so we got some time. But they'll, they'll have prelims and stuff, too, so that'll be cool. Okay. Uh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Rank 2. Um, I'll read this roster off. Uh, Go we it. got Sure 4 from the Los Angeles Gladiators. Agilities from the Los Angeles Valiant. Mangachu from the Toronto Defiant. Then you got uh, XQC. He's from uh, Gladiators Legion. Um, their contenders team. Then you got Note Dallas Fuel. Um, you got Support uh, with Bonnie from the Houston Outlaws and uh, Crimson from Team Envy, another contenders team. Um, is this is this the same exact roster from last year? Joe? I believe it is. Yeah. Okay. 
Makes sense. I mean, it's a good roster, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. I think um, you know if we were talking about what our concerns might be uh, for this roster, I think for me, uh, uh, for me, it's honestly XQC. I think um, in the in the tank line, the tank position. I mean, you know, he hasn't played um, competitively for a while. I don't think because he's not still signed to Gladiators Legion, is he? Maybe not. Maybe he's he just signed with the Sentinels, which is also with the gladiators it's sentinels just like they're streaming he's basically sent as a streamer with sentinels which is an organization that runs la gladiators yeah well uh liquipedia still says he's on gladiators legion or he's a sub for Gladiators. i mean he never plays for them so there's no point in saying (laughs) the only reason he's on gladiators legion is so he could move to la um i believe uh, I don't know if he's. Yet. I don't know if he's here yet. That was that was back when it happened. I don't know if it actually happened. If he moved to L.A. or anything, um, but I think he just wanted to sign with Sentinels so that he could be here in L.A. But I I don't know what happened. I don't know what. I don't have any follow up to that story. So don't don't believe <laughs> me. I take it back. Um, I agree with you though. Yeah, I didn't raise the sweetest. His third third uh season back actually mm-hmm. the world cup so it's but, but yeah just talking about that he hasn't really played um a lot recently and yeah i don't know he's gonna be a, uh like an x factor going into it yeah i mean i think i mean last year he it was after he had a long break too because he was kicked out of the league and i think he didn't have the best performance in the world cup uh i don't think he was their best player so hopefully he can be better this year um, because can't, I think this team is definitely seriously talented um, all the time. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think this is, I mean, I think this, these are the choices. This is the roster you take uh, because yeah. they, they perform well. And I love the DPS line too. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Um, great DPS. Um. <sighs> Yeah, those are that's two teams. We'll continue. We'll go through two. We'll go for two more teams next next week. Maybe we'll mix in a bad team so that the bad teams aren't like the the grand finales here. <laughs> so we're not going. <laughs> we're not going to the bottom of the standings. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but let's predict matches for for next week. And like we said earlier in the show, it's going to start with that London Vancouver match that we have to to lead off the week, which is a great match. Um. Two teams that just got upset majorly, uh, and two teams that I think a lot of people consider to be—I mean, before last week, top two-two-two teams. A lot of people had London Spitfire, honestly, in their like top three, as well as Vancouver Titans. I think they're lower now, but I think they're still pretty even in this meta. So this is a tough one, Joe. Um, and of course, Joe's. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I just uh, I got one point back, uh, one point yeah. back on you last week. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> it's it's thirty eight to thirty six right now okay. on the season, but uh, you are still ahead. Making it interesting, so. um, <laughs> certainly making it interesting. But uh, let's see here. Who am I gonna pick here to to secure? You better choose the opposite of me here, Joe. This is a close one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vancouver Titans. I think. I like their roster a little bit better than than the London Spitfire, but this is this feels like I think it's going to come down to whether or not Hureg performs like he did in week one of this stage, whether or not it's week one or week two. Um, it comes down to you, Hureg, if you're listening. Uh, so lots of pressure on you. I'm going to Vancouver Titans. Yeah. This is, so you said I have to pick the opposite of you. Um, uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now uh, that I am going to pick the opposite of you, just no matter what you pick for the the Shock Shanghai match. Oh. Uh, but but for this one, I am actually also going with Vancouver. Uh, okay. the, 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 I, I think uh, I think Washington is good enough this stage that um, we shouldn't write them off just because of that loss. Um, and like you said, they've got uh, you know we know for a fact they have the potential to um, pop off just as well as they did in week one. I agree. Uh, next match is Paris and Philadelphia, um, which is an important match for both teams. That's the next match right after uh, because Philadelphia wants to make top six. 
Paris wants to make top 12. Uh, I would say this is more of a must win for Paris for sure. Um, but I, I, I mean, I think, I think this is going to be close because Philadelphia makes all their matches close. Uh, <laughs> but I still think Philadelphia is a better team. So I'm going to pick Philadelphia to be Paris. You got Joe. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, it's the same thing here. Yeah. I'm also, um, going with Philly here. I mean, we probably just wanted to pick this match because of uh, some of those implications we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, just that, you know, this is uh, right. The match that both, that both teams need to win. Um, but yeah, that being said, I think, uh, the, you know, Philly's looking at advantage here. I agree. Uh, I like their, I like their team a little bit better. Of course, soon could tell us that uh, Paris is going to win. That, that's how it works. Soon could just randomly be like, actually, Paris is going to win this week. And then soon pops off and they win. Uh, so that could happen. It's true. Uh, next game is another good one. San Francisco Shock versus Shanghai Dragons. Uh, I think Shanghai has not been doing too hot this stage. And I think San Francisco Shock is still very hot this stage. Uh, and is still a very good team. Uh, so I'm going to go with the San Francisco Shock here. Um, and this... Wait, is this a rematch of the finals stage finals last yes right last yes. last stage i think so yeah um and that was a very close one uh so that's exciting but i'm going san francisco shock to win this one honestly like three one i don't even think it's going five maps oh interesting so but yeah so i did i did tell you i am uh you're going up. Uh, this is the one I am deliberately picking against you. So yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Shanghai here. Uh, they, they, yeah, they, they've been, they've had some some interesting games for sure. But I think um, they're learning as they go um, how best to, to to modify the sort of um, pr- protect the carry style that they tend to play with. Um, and I think against um, uh, against the shock that I think arguably is a team that they understand. Uh, maybe a little bit more than uh, uh, blanking on who they played last week. Uh, than whoever they played that last week in terms of like this meta. Um, uh, you, you, Toronto, I guess, was the only match they had last yeah. week. But, um, uh, but, but yeah, I think uh, Shanghai's going to be able to understand them a little bit, a little bit more, um, potentially be able to um, actually think about you know the way they're going to come in and do this well. Yeah. Those are words. Honestly, I'm rooting for Shanghai this match because I because I ranked them so high in my power rankings at number one that I think that I think it's embarrassing. And I want the Shanghai Dragons to do better in this meta because I thought they were going to do better in this meta, but they're not. Um <laughs> so I'm just going off recent performance that the shock will win, but I would love to see Shanghai win because they got talent. Um, but our last game we're predicting is Washington Justice versus the Houston Outlaws on Sunday. Um, this, I mean, match means nothing to Washington Justice, like we said before. It means a lot to Houston Outlaws because they're they're going to want to want they're going to want to win this one because they're facing London Spitfire uh, in this week as well, and they they're I mean, it's not looking good here for the chances to make the top twelve here, Joe, but. This is going to be an important one for them against, uh, obviously, the best team in the league right now, Washington Justice. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm going to go Washington Justice here. Washington has nothing to lose at this point. I think they're just going to wreck people. Um, whereas Houston does have a lot to lose, and there's a lot of pressure on them. And I don't like Houston when there's a lot of pressure on them. They don't play well when that happens. <laughs> so I'm going Washington Justice. Well, that's interesting. When you were... When you were introducing that pick, I assumed you were going to pick Houston, uh, but, uh, but uh, or the, 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 you know, like from the way you're talking, but uh, you, you know, I am, I am also going uh, for Washington here, but I think um, you, you're not even necessarily because of uh, some failing on Houston's part, but I think uh, that uh, I think Washington is just is uh, arguably you know that good, and granted, um, quote unquote, that good isn't. Uh, a super high bar. We're talking about beating Houston at this point, but um, the, but I do think that yeah, they they've definitely got um, definitely got what it takes just to win this on like actual like skill uh, yeah. in these uh, in the, in this meta and being able to um to, to, to keep keep playing the way they played 
uh, last week. I mean, that's that's not out of the question. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think in this matter, Washington's better than Houston, to clarify. Um, Washington. Best team in the league, Joe. Uh, that's it for this week. Unless you have anything else to say, Joe? Um, I don't think so. If if I if Shanghai beats um, San Francisco, I'll be within one point of view oh, that's, after week that's three. That's all you got to so say. That's cool. Huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's getting close here, Joe. It's, it's, it's getting real. Yeah. yeah. Um, so get hype, fans. Um, but yeah, next week's episode 50, Joe. It's going to be a big one. Not really. We're just going to have a normal episode. Uh, but it'll be the 50th exactly. One. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to follow us on social media, my personal Twitter is at jwgeorgiv. Joe's at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I and C. Our show has a Twitter where you can uh, see some nice little graphics here. MVPs see our picks every week. If you want to keep up with the standings, as Joe's been talking about it, our Twitter is at on the flank show. Uh, you could tweet at us. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com if you have any topics you'd like to talk us like us to talk about. Uh, you're listening to this one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go on your internet browser to on-the-flank.pinecast.co. Uh, you could go to my YouTube channel, which is John George. You're going to find that on my Twitter. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. And we are on Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, and enjoy week number three of stage three or stage four. <laughs>